Welcome to Building Boston and Beyond, an educational podcast providing residents with information on the economic growth of their community and the many resources and services available to improve their quality of life. From discussions with public officials, businesses, organizations, and people wanting to affect change, Building Boston and Beyond aims to further educate and empower residents to have a voice, connect with their community, and join the decision-making process. We're all in this together, says Rick Domino, president and CEO of A Better City. Rick Domino leads one of the most respected, inclusive nonprofit organizations in the city of Boston. At the helm since 1995, Rick partners with 130 plus business members, all focused on a similar mission, to build an equitable future for the greater Boston region and an improved quality of life for people. Rick advocates and advises in various arenas, including transportation, development, and the environment. Under his leadership, a better city was instrumental in the establishment of the Rose Kennedy Greenway, continues with environmental and climate improvements, and is presently focused on reshaping the I-90 interchange. With public service part of his DNA, Rick understands to be a public servant Patience and a willingness to listen to other people's perspective is key to a positive outcome. Rick joins Building Boston and Beyond today to discuss a better city's mission and the organization's contributions to various projects in Greater Boston. Welcome to Building Boston and Beyond, Rick. Uh, I'm thrilled to have you on the show today. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Lydia, for inviting me. You know, you lead one of the most respected, inclusive, and diverse organizations in the city of Boston. Let's share with our listeners your career path leading to a better city and its overall mission. Well, thank you for those kind words. I've been very fortunate to work both in the public sector and the private sector and the nonprofit sector. And I've been also fortunate to work with a very wonderful and delightful group of stakeholders and community advocates. And one constant theme is, is that all of the folks that have kind of rolled up their sleeves have really been public spirited and really interested in making Boston better and putting Boston in its best place, not only in terms of our economy, but also in terms of issues of equity and issues of our environment and energy and our climate issues, our land use issues. And so my organization today is really focused on the built environment and how the built environment both enhance our quality of life and also support and sustain our communities, but also kind of speak to the future of the city and how the city might position itself to both be globally competitive, but also at the same time, making sure that we find a way to take care of the people that are here while we kind of keep an eye on the future. So uh, the organization is uh, also well supported by a great board of enlightened business leaders that really are focused on shine and shape the city in a way that's related to the community and not just in an isolated view relative to the notion of a business community, which I greatly appreciate, which allows me to be an effective leader of the organization. Yes, because you've been leading that organization since 1995. And then I noticed there are approximately 130 business organizations as members. That's right, Lydia. And those, if you will, are investors in making the city and the region a better place. 
Mm-hmm. And they're really a focus. We have three, if you will, focus areas as relative to the area of the built environment. We have business leaders involved with advisory committees that help to shape our transportation and infrastructure policies, our energy and environmental policies, as well as our land use policies. And of those 130 members, we see a lot of them being very actively engaged in shaping the direction of the organization and the strategies that we're involved with. Right. You advocate and advise in various arenas, transportation development, as you said, environment. What are some of the contributions to these projects and your ultimate accomplishments that you can share with our listeners? Oh, thanks. As you know, Lydia, you really don't get anything done alone in our city. Mm -hmm. If you're not building collaborations and stakeholder support, and if you're not really taking your cues from involvement from teams, then you're really not getting things done. So I've been very lucky to have a wide range of collaborators and supporters and teams. In some instances, we follow the leadership of other organizations. In some instances, we actually lead. Now, one of the more recent events where the business community really took a very strong role was in the creation of a business improvement district along the Central Lottery Corridor. And I got to give those real estate owners a lot of credit. I was the facilitator and the convener within a better city, but it was the real estate owners themselves that really helped to shape that business improvement district. They had to agree to give an incremental more of real estate taxes to help support the Greenway and the Conservancy. Mm-hmm. And I give them all the credit. But that was a great accomplishment for the city because now we know that important landmark, that substantive 17 to 18 acres of open space will now have real estate assets in a place to support a third of the operating budget and a substantial enhancement funds to make sure that that corridor is going to be taken care of for a long time. And that is a very important accomplishment for the business community and those real estate owners. And we were just fortunate enough to be in a situation where we can help convene and lead. We got unanimous, unanimous support by the city council mm-hmm. to create this bid. And we also got, of course, Mayor Walsh and Governor Baker to support its creation as well. So we're very fortunate. We've been working with the seaport and all the business leaders in that community to help shape an incremental set of transportation improvements uh, prior to the pandemic. And I believe as the pandemic winds down, we will have and continue to see the seaport be the strongest economic center in New England. Right. And that economic center has substantial growth. Uh, We have great companies there. There's a job shed there that extends not only throughout Boston, but throughout the metropolitan region. And those folks need access to that space. So coming up with transportation solutions to the seaport has been a very important aspect of our work. And we've knocked out some accomplishments there. Uh, We've been very active, as you probably know, on trying to shape the Alston I-90 interchange. It's kind of like a a mini mega project in regards to projects in the state. And, uh, but it's really delightful to be working with the task force of advocates from the community, our locally elected officials and the state to try to reshape, if you will, reimagine the relationship to Alston and the Commonwealth Avenue corridor and Cambridge and Brookline relative to their relationship to the Charles River and opening up the Charles River by realigning the turnpike and also creating a significant economic opportunity there. So the Those are a few of the things that we're working on, and we're very fortunate to be in a position to do these kinds of things, and we can't do it alone, and we have, again, as I mentioned, a great group of stakeholders and supporters. Expanding on the stakeholders and supporters, you're an advisor, influencer, you your relationship with the legislature in the city of Boston, it's just so strong, but you, you understand that throughout your career, that these are your partners and you work well with them. Let's talk about that. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, Boston and the region and the Commonwealth has really been blessed with a very good group of elected officials and appointed officials. And I've been in a position in different walks of life to be able to roll up my sleeves and work with them. And the goal is to have 
the tables that we sit at to be seamless, meaning that we're all in this together. You know, I learn a lot from them. Hopefully they learn what they learn from us. And then to find common solutions that really are in the best interest of the city or the region. That's kind of what our goal is. And you, 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 you know, because you've been in this environment for a long time as well. And, you know, I think the perception is, is that very caustic, you know, politics is challenging. People can't find a way to work together. But in, in fact, when you really put some effort into it and you really do work on respecting and and showing thoughtful consideration of other people's points of view, you can actually move the needle. Yes. And I find those environments actually very positive and constructive. So I guess I've been fortunate to be in those places. And also I'm very appreciative of the relationships that I've built. And, and I have to tell you that the elected officials and I currently Mayor Janey and our current speaker and our center, center president, the governor, the legislative leadership, our city councilors, they're all in to make the Commonwealth and the city a better place and uh, fortunate enough to be able to work with them. And they thankfully kind of look at the, the opportunity relative to ABC and other stakeholders when we work, do work together to find ways to, to partner and get things done. Right. And I think as public servants, even in the past of the present, we continue to be public servants. And, and, and we concentrate on pr improving the quality of life for people because that's what we like to do. That's right. I mean, you know, you and I and others that we know have a public servant DNA and we'll probably always have that DNA uh, and we can't help ourselves. And I think, thank God, thank God in a way that we do. Yes. I mean, when you want to be a public servant, what you learn immediately is that you have to have patience and you have to have a willingness to listen to other people and really listen and then incorporate their perspective and try to move the needle together and to do something which really relates to goals that relate to positive outcomes for people. And if you can stay focused on that, and if you have patience, <laughs> you can actually move the needle in a good direction that relates to serving the public's interest and the public's trust in a very positive way. You know, I guess I believed that since I was a kid and I guess I still believe it today. Right. And I think that's important. I mean, I know that that's near and dear to your heart as well. And that's really important. And I'm glad that no one's kind of figured out a way to take that out of my, my character because I, 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 I wholeheartedly believe it today. Well, it's amazing, right? You've made a better city part of the fabric of Boston. Yeah. You've been doing this so long. How do you keep up this energy? I guess I learned to be engaged when I was a teenager and I got to meet activists in East Boston that taught me how to connect my beliefs to real strategy and organizing. You know, I give a lot of credit to those folks who, if you will, were my mentors and gave me a chance to understand that community engagement is powerful and community engagement is an important place to put your energy and efforts if you want to shape better communities. Mm -hmm. Obviously, what you learned is, is that you really can't sit on your hands and think about a better community. You actually have to be active in making your community better. I somehow or another, maybe somebody stuck a couple of those Everready batteries in my uh, system. <laughs> and I have to be one of those little rabbits that's running around <laughs> banging a drum. Exactly. Uh, you know, uh, but mm -hmm. my hope is, is that there's more people that re- realign themselves to community engagement, especially in my generation, and find a way to give back. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of hoping that we see a portion of the boomer population that was once active to restore their relationship to that active notion of community engagement and see themselves working on making places where they live and their communities stronger and going forward. Exactly. And I have to tell you, you you've raised the bar at a, at a, a better city. 
Thank you. People in my arena that I work with on a daily basis, public servants, lobbyists, legislators, they love you and, and you do you do a fabulous job. One last thought. How about the mayoral race in our change in city? What specific initiatives are you hoping to hear? Well, first of all, how cool is it that we have all the candidates being people of color and incredibly competent, incredibly dedicated, articulate, ambitious and strong and bold? Agree. How fortunate we are to see a city be involved with embracing the kinds of candidates that we have. In that regard, boy, I couldn't be prouder of those candidates as well as the city mm -hmm. uh, for helping to create leaders like that. And sometimes, you know, when you're, you're actively involved with helping to shape urban centers and like Boston, uh, you scratch your head and you go, well, where's the next group of people that are going to help shape the city? Well, here they are. At the end of the day, we got to pick one there, but all these people are going to stay actively involved with making the city a great place. That's and so true. We couldn't have a better crop of leaders there. And, and then, you know, you're finding good generational leadership, cross-generational leadership all, all around the place these mm -hmm. days, which is great. So I think the mayor's race is one of the most exciting races in our history. It's ultimately going to make our city better. And I think that we have candidates, uh, every single one of them, that if given the opportunity will move the city in, the, in a very positive uh, direction. Yes, I agree. Well, Rick, thank you so much for taking the time to participate. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Lydia. To learn more about A Better City, go to abettercity.org. That's A-B-E-T-T-E-R-C-I-T-Y D-O-T O-R-G. Visit buildingbostonandbeyond.com to get a glimpse of our future guests and the many ways you can follow us on social media. Join us next time to hear the latest topics of discussion in Boston and beyond.